Hey, today uh, uh, we really just want to talk about one thing, the essence of Easter, the essence of God, and, and uh, we're not going, to, it's not a secret, we're not trying to hide it, we actually did a couple of billboards in the lead up to today painting this picture that regardless of what you think, regardless of what religion has screamed at you, regardless of what your experience is, you are loved by a God who is love. We're going to start today by going through John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. If you don't have your Bible, that is totally okay. I'm going to read it out for you guys. It's, um, a lot of people will say this is a well-known verse, and because it, we can say it's the gospel summarized in one verse. In its essence, this summarizes kind of everything uh, that we need to know as a foundation. And here it is. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. I'm going to read it out of another translation. Another guy I like, Eugene Peterson, passed away last year, but did this amazing paraphrase of Scripture. And this is how he words that, the end part there. He says, by simply believing in Him. Anyone, one time, can you just say anyone? anyone. Let that sink in. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Catch this. God didn't go to all that trouble of sending His Son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it is. He came to help. He came to put the world right again. God loves you. Can I ask a favour? Can I please get Caleb Ginnery, John Gorey, my brother, and then Han, can you come up? And Dawn, can you come up with mum and just give her a big cuddle? Do you want to stay with mum? Give mum a cuddle. Can we welcome these guys up to the stage? Come on up here. Look at you, honey. You look beautiful. Are you in the same colour T-shirt as Johnny? It looks a lot better on you, though. That's a pretty girl shirt, Dawny. I love it. <laughs> I love when I get a microphone, my brother doesn't. So um, here's an interesting thing, that just a simple demonstration, a very simple picture for you to catch even more the, the, the weight and the beauty of today. We have in English just one word. We've got love, right? But how many people use it in how many different situations? I don't know about you, but I love just a good greasy hamburger. Oh my goodness, that is just such a love of my life. And it's a different love to going on a surf on a Saturday morning when it's sunny and not windy. And that's a different love to what we're going to see right now. See, there's four loves in Greek. And the New Testament, if you're not aware, the New Testament was originally written in Greek. And so we like to look at these things every now and again to just catch more and more. What was the author trying to say? What was God trying to say? Now, the first love is, I'm going to might pronounce it slightly wrong, but it's philia, philios, if you will. We get the city Philadelphia, and it means brotherly love. It's what you would have for a friend. So Caleb, Caleb was working with my good mate, Nate White. I met him about five years ago now. We were fixing a kitchen in Warrywood, fitting it together, and just chatted to this guy, hit it off straight away. A couple of months later, he and his wife, Tess, moved up here, and absolutely hands down say, one of my closest mates in the world right now. I 
love this guy. I love everything about him. He is a stuntman who right now is getting paid to like do all these epic things and jump off cars. And last year you're in South Africa running on a moving train in a movie. Like this guy is like the coolest mate I have, hands down. I'm pretty much just friends with him for the association of saying, yeah, I know Caleb, like awesome. He's actually a jerk, but I want, no, just kidding. I love him. He's, he's such a good mate. We go surfing, we hang out. I love him, but it's different to John. Now, John also is luckily one of my best mates, my brother here, but this is family. There's another Greek word called, I might pronounce it wrong, storge. It's, it's Greek for family love. It, it's a close-knit in family. Now, now, there's a slightly different love there. Even though I'm really good mates with John, we hang out, we surf a lot, we, we do life together. He works here. We do all that How many people know there's a different love for family? Sometimes a mate will move away and sometimes a mate, something will happen and and friendships can drift apart. But family, I mean, they can just be rude at times. They can be mean. Family gatherings can be awkward. You know what I'm talking about. I've got my in-laws here, so I'm not going to say anything more. Everyone else's... Everyone else's family gatherings can be awkward. I got blessed. Nothing awkward has ever happened at my family gatherings, and so, but, but brotherly love, there's a different thing, like, I, like we were laughing the other day when I was in high school, John, you know, stole my bike and rode the surface to see a mate and left it there, and I was like, oh, that's sick, thanks, bro, like, but family goes through stuff, and you're just like, but I love him, do you know what I mean? There's a love you've got there that it's just not going to change, and then we come to these sweet angels, how you doing? <laughs> there's another word that for me, Shouldn't God, God creates to exist in the parameters of marriage, but it's also love. It's this eros, love. It's a burning desire kind of love. My wife, Hannah, is gorgeous. Oh my goodness. There's, okay, there's, I gotta let you guys in on a little something. It's not preached often, but it's called the rule. And if you're willing to be a youth pastor at any point in your life, you get paid so poorly that God rewards you with a wife who's way hotter than you deserve. It's called the rule. Like seriously, if you look at every youth pastor I know, they are absolutely punching. And I'm like, hey man, it's the rule. You just, good job for you for serving and cleaning up Vomit Friday night and all these whinging kids. Like God's gonna reward you. And this is my reward right here. Look at you. Close your eyes, people. There's a different love and you should be happy about this. There's a different love I have for Hannah than Caleb. <laughs> There's a different love. My love for Hannah, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's amazing, but it's unique. She's here, and then... There's this last one. There's the last word, this Greek love. And once again, I might pronounce it wrong, but it's agape. Come here, honey. Can I have a cuddle? Sorry. There we go. Now, I don't know any other parents in the room, but leading into becoming a parent, there is just like, you you could read books. You can chat to other parents. You can go to seminars. But nothing will prep you for the moment you become a parent, right? Like, I don't, I don't know, I, I love these guys so much, but there's something about this princess. Do you want to say hi? Should we sing? Should we dance? No? Should I give out your Easter eggs? 
<laughs> There's something different about this little girl here. As much as I love these guys, I, I would take any amount of pain so she never had to experience any. I, I would, you know, at the start, I, I, we talked to other guys, dads. It's like at the start, you kind of, you love your kid, but there's not as much of a bond. Like the woman has carried that thing and grown that thing for nine months. And at the start, you know, you're falling in love. But once she's like, you know, a few months in, it was like any nightmare. I'm like, babe, let me, just kidding. Let me get up and help the baby. <laughs> Made how to do it. Anytime she's scared, anytime there's a nightmare and she runs in and wakes me up, it still happens now. I'm like, honey, give me a cuddle. Daddy's here. And like you will go out of your way. There's a different love for this little princess that I have for anything else in the world, including that screaming boy at the back who right now is teething and just grinding my gears. Sorry, got another 18-month-old at the back. Just kidding. There's a love of a parent that's very unique in this world, right? Awesome. Can we thank these four incredible people? You want to grab a seat with mum? It's this selfless love. It's this love like, uh, what, what does it take? What does it take? What, what is needed right now? Like the other day there was a, a, a sale on and there was something I needed for like $20. And we got the money, but I was like, oh, I, I won't do it. I, I don't need it that much. And then there's like some program happening for Dawn's kindy this year. It's just like, she doesn't need it. It just could be fun. It's $50. I'm like, yep, in a heartbeat, take my money. I want my child to be happy. I want her to have an amazing experience. And I'm like, there's a selfless love involved with agape. I say all that and I paint that picture to say this. For God so agape the world. He's not a mate with you. <laughs> He's not even just like a brother. It's not, it's not an eros. <laughs> It's a gape. It's a selfless and crazy, incredible father to creation love. That's how much he loved you. For God so loved, loved, loves you. I, I cannot say this clear enough or, or, or in, in many too many times. I, I need you to catch before you become a Christian, before you get your life in order, before you get rid of this habits and form this habit, before any of that, you are uh, loved. I actually had someone said they studied the Bible, try and debate this with me a few months ago and I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, I've just finished 15 years of study. I have a master's on my wall. And the one thing I'll scream till I die is that you are loved as you are. He's a God of love. He is who He is. And sometimes religion will create hurdles and religion will make it tough and religion will say, you need to act this way, you need to give, you need to serve, you need to do this. No, not at the start. At the start, you just need to know you're loved. You just need to know you're loved. Everything needs to flow from that. We, we preach this often at our church, weekly if I can. Every single thing I do in my Christian journey has to be an overflow of knowing I'm loved already. Hannah and I give large portions of our income not to earn God's love because I'm already loved. What do I need this stuff for? We, we serve, we're here, we love this place. We give our life to it. To earn God's love, to get to heaven? No, I'm already loved. I'm already loved. And you need to know, for God so loved you that He gave. You are so loved 
and. And there's more. See, how many people know that I could have this same affection and love towards Dawn as I have right now? This exact same love, but if, if she doesn't live in my house, if I don't get to spend time with her, if I don't get to go to the beach with her and build sandcastles, if we don't get to make hot chocolates and watch movies in the afternoon, if there's not this life together, then even though there's all this love one way, how many people know that love isn't experienced? Right? And so you are loved from God and, and there's more. I'm here this, this morning to say, there's more. It's not just awesome to know you are loved. At one, there's not many loves that are, that are at their peak and their climax when it's only one way. We get restraining orders out when that happens too often, don't we? Come on. So when love's one way, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to a friend, how many Christian people come in like, God told me we're going to get married. I'm like, well, until he tells me that, you can stay clear of me. Thank you very much. And, Love's weird when it's one way. Love, love gets, love's, love's not love when it's only one way. But when you see two directions, two people, two things, love, whew, it's the most beautiful thing in this world. For God so loved the world, He gave. Why would He give? He was making a way for that love to be two directional. Oh, this love that He gave, this, this love that is now experienced because the tomb is empty. This love that you and I can access today because the tomb is empty. That's what this world should be built on. And the tomb was empty. Let's not forget that, right? Like, just in case you haven't quite thought, you know, had a chance to really explore these thoughts, like the most powerful empire the world has ever seen, the Roman Empire, couldn't stop 120 fishermen, tax collectors, women from spreading news that the tomb was empty. They couldn't squash it. They tried to kill them and it just erupted. In the first 300 years, it went to 3 million believers. This thing just took off around the world. They couldn't produce a, a body. Like, He's risen. Jesus is alive. No, He isn't. Like, here He is. Like, okay, that, that puts an end to Christianity. They couldn't show Jesus' dead body. The body was missing. The tomb was empty. The tomb was empty so love could fill the world. You are so loved and there's more. That's why He gave His only Son. So that whoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. Whoever. Not people raised in church who don't leave. Not people who have their life together. Not people free from any kind of addiction. Not people free from any kind of insecurity. Not people free from any wounds of the past. Not people free from any kind of mindset that hurts other people. Not people, whoever, anyone in this entire world, any age group, any race, anyone. So that whoever, you're a whoever. You're a whoever. I'm a whoever, and whoever believes. So here's the thing. You receiving and living in God's love, you having your life transformed by God's love, and I am absolutely convinced that is a reality, is not hinging on who you are or how you live your life, but it is hinging on where you put your trust, where you put your belief. Now, whoever believes, 
Believes what? Believes that God did give his son to take my place on the cross. Believes that he did defeat sin and death and rise again and the tomb was empty. Whoever just believes that God did that shall not perish but have eternal life. I find that people, people believe in God but they still kind of put certain other parameters around. A lot of people I've met, they believe in God but their belief is in... Hey, gorgeous girl, you're another one. Ah! Oh! Illustration's over, honey. No, just kidding. <laughs> you get your chocolate. No, just kidding. I've honestly found people, people wish there was more. They, they wish, no, no, there has to be more to this thing. Like, surely I have to stop doing these things and start living this way and stop doing that and start doing this. There's more, right? They wish there was more. Catch this. This is why. They wish there was more so they feel like they earn or deserve God's love. That's what it is. I'm not going to lie with you. I, I, I sometimes do. I sometimes do my serving and things like, man, he's ticked. I haven't prayed in like three days or a week or two weeks. Or, oh, Better go down the front and just commit like an hour of walking around here and praying so that he's happy. That's not the way it is. And guys, I need you to know it's not the way it is. And please, as well as works, don't, don't put, uh, uh, God so loved the world, so whoever believes that he's a mean tyrant, God, shall not perish and have eternal life. So I live the rest of my life in fear. So I live the rest of my life like, I better go to church, otherwise God's going to be angry. If I mess up once, he's going to send me to hell. That's not God. He's a God of love. So that whoever believes that God sent his one and only son to live the life we couldn't live, to die the death that sin put him there, rise again to give eternal life to whoever would put their belief, trust, faith in Jesus Christ shall receive life, shall have eternal life. The word whoever in the, uh, in the Greek, yet again, once I might pronounce it incorrectly. I might have to get Dave Bennett up to help me, but it's just P-A-S, pass. And it's, it's awesome. I'll, I'll read out the definition. Are you ready? It's tricky. I had to, you like the colors? No. This is, it gets, it gets pretty tough. Maybe it doesn't mean whoever. So go with me. It means each, every, any, all, the whole, everyone, all things, everything. That's whoever. That's everyone sitting here. It's everyone you know. They simply believe God's a good God. They simply believe He loves you. And if they simply believe that He did what He didn't deserve to give us what we don't deserve. I've been in church my whole life. I don't deserve His love. I don't deserve His grace. I don't deserve His life. But simply by putting my faith in that cross, I get it. I get it. I get his love. I get his life. I get his joy simply by putting my faith there. I'll get Mark up. I'll finish with this first. I really love that, that message translation. So let's just look at it one more time. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son, catch this, merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. It came to help and to put the world right again 
So I need you to, this is the last thing I do need you to catch. God is never pointing an accusing finger at you, but He is always extending a hand of grace to you. As much as He loves you, I hope you get, I hope you get the difference there. As much as He loves you, there's more. As much as He loves you, He doesn't want you to continue living your life without Him. He doesn't want you to continue living your life how you want, when you want, doing what you want. He wants you to live your life in His love. You should see people in here. It's outstanding. It's amazing what happens when people live in God's love. I've seen people so wounded and so hurt, so betrayed. Just forgive. Just find joy again. Just find love again. I've seen people so crushed by this world, yet they're living in God's love and you just see this smile on their face. Now, no trial and temptation or person can steal. This is the difference. This is why God is saying, I'm not, a, I'm not pointing an accusing finger, but please take my hand. Take my hand because you do need to live a life of faith in what I did on the cross. That's where my life exists. When you come close, when you come close to me, not close to religion or church or a service or works, come close to me. Come close to my love. Come close to my grace. Turn from that, say yes to me. That's where life is. And that's beautiful, amen? I can't stress enough. Once again, He's not saying, stop doing this, start doing this, go clean your bedroom. It's not God. He's just saying, just come, just take my hand. And in there is life. And this morning, I would love to see, once again, I'm not, I'm not, we're not sending you away going, okay guys, go get your lives good so next Sunday we can actually pray and you, you can actually receive God's love. No. Uh, today. Today you can. Today you can before you change anything, before you stop or start doing anything, before all that, know you're loved and know God has more. Today.